0: Today, I'm going to be speaking to you on a thought of, do you want more? Next week, I'm going to be starting a new series. Don't want to miss that. But today, I just want to put something in your spirit and pull something out of your spirit today and ask you this question, do you want more? Ask your neighbor, say, do you want more? That's the question we all have to answer for ourselves today. You say, do I want more or What? That's the thing. What? Do you want more? The question I have is, do you want more of God this year in your life? Do you want more of God in your life? Now, it's alright to have New Year's resolutions. It's alright to have goals. Those are all great things. Matter of fact, the Bible is very clear. It says, you write down your vision. Make it plain, you know? Write it down. If you got some goals, write them out. And there's nothing wrong with that, setting goals. That's, a, that's what people who achieve do. They write goals and they, they set them and they achieve, to, to set those goals and to achieve those goals throughout the year. But at the very top of that list, if your goal is to say, God, I don't want to. I want to grow in you, God. I want more of you this year. That should be the very top. Jesus at the very top of that list should be God. I want to know you like never before. I want to know you increase in my life, and so that should be the heart's desire of everybody in this room. This is what I'm praying for you this year that you will say this, God. I want more of you in my life. Now let me ask you this question: Is is it possible to have more God's love in your life? Is it possible to have more of God's love in your life? Mm, uh, That's kind of a trick question, isn't it? it? It's possible for me to have a better understanding of how much God loves me. It's possible for me to walk in a greater knowledge of God's love for me. But what's not possible is this, for God to love you any more than he does right now. It's also not possible for God to love you any less than he does right now. That's a pretty cool thing to think about, isn't it? That God will never love me any more than He does right now. And God will never love me any less than He does right now. So when we say we want more of God, we're not saying we want more of His love. What we're saying is how how can we increase, Pastor? How can we, we get more of God in our life? I'm talking about... You know what? We talked about this very early on in the year last year when we talked through the Trinity series about the Holy Spirit. We spent a lot of time talking about the Holy Spirit and how God sent the Holy Spirit to dwell with us, to lead us, to equip us, to empower us. We can see an increase of the Holy Spirit in our life. And so when I say I want more of God, how do I do that? I want more of the Holy Spirit operating in my life every day. And so that's my my prayer for you is you say, I want more of God in my life. I want the the Holy Spirit to operate in my life. I want more of the anointing of the Holy Spirit in my life every day. He says the anointing, it's what breaks the, the yoke of bondage in our life. It's the anointing that sees breakthrough. It's the anointing that sees the impossible. It's the anointing that allows you to do things you can't do on your own. You're not that good. I'm not that good. It's not about all about goal setting. It's the anointing of God that will see you break through to new levels in our life. And so when we say, do I want more? We're saying, do we want more of the Holy Spirit in our life? Do we want more of what God's will is for our life? Look at this statement here. To get more, I must surrender more. To get more, I must surrender more. That's the equation before us today. That's not a hard equation. This is not a trick question. This is not as Sally leaves on the train going 10 miles per hour and you know, and Jeff leaves on the train going 25 miles per hour and one takes this around. Who's going to get there? This isn't a hard equation. Okay. It's simply the equation is this. To get more, I must surrender more. To get more of the Holy Spirit, I must surrender more of the Holy, to the Holy Spirit. To get more of God in my life, I must surrender the more of God in my life. Jesus made it very clear. Look at this this scripture right here. In John chapter 3, verse 30. Look what Jesus said. He must increase more, right? He must increase but I must decrease. See, Jesus said he must increase I must decrease. Simply put that God is wanting to increase in our life but we got to get out of the way. We got to clear out some areas. We gotta make room for Him in our life. Let's all be honest that throughout the year that things happen to come in and they crowd out our, our time with God, don't they? They crowd out our priorities. I mean, everybody's, everybody's got their schedule being pulled and add to and things are happening. Everybody's asking for their time and everybody's asking for your talents. I mean, everybody's pulling at you and the world is going at us. And if we're not careful, our schedule gets fuller and fuller. There'll we had Let's just throw in our own, our own vision for our life, our own will for our life, our own dream for our life. And we put all those things on with the pressure. Next time we know, man, we've, we put all these things there and we left no room for God to pour into our life. And so there comes a time when you just got to slow down and say, God, I must decrease that you may increase in my life. And so we got to do a heart search. God, what do I need to empty myself out of? Do I have too much? Um, This is what Jesus taught us. I mean, this is the very principle that Jesus taught us as Christians, as Christ followers. He taught us this. He said, when you pray, you pray this, Father, not my will, but yours be done. That's what he prayed, wasn't it? And he also said, when we pray, he said, pray this way, your kingdom come, your will be done. You see, our, our agenda throughout the year is, God, I've got my will, i got my agenda, God, can you help my agenda? God, can you help my will? See, as Christians, we we still have our will, we still have our agenda, and then we say, "God, done, you bless it." No, we got to learn to decrease that in our lives. Say, God, above anything, yeah, I got some vision, yeah, I got some goals, I've got some dreams, but above all that, God, I want you to increase. I want your will to be done in my life. So I have to decrease. I have to constantly be on the decrease, allowing God. To, i got to give up. i got to give up some of my desires. I give up some of my pride. I give up some of my areas of my life that I've crowded out and allowed the world to steal and take from me. And so you know what? i got to make more room for God in my life. If I want more, i got to surrender more. This is a good statement here. This is a good promise today. Look at this. I can grow in God as much as I want to this year. Isn't that so true? I can grow as much as I want to in God this year. Do you know who's going to stop you from growing this year? Come on. You know who's going to stop you from growing this year? Look in the mirror. You'll find the answer to that question. I can grow as much as I want to in God this year. Just will I do it? You know, I, I can get up and, and give lip service and say, you know what? I, I want to get in better shape this year. But well, First year, I can't wait. I can go out and take a gym membership. I can go out and buy some new running shoes. I can go out online and get all kinds of healthy recipes. And, but if I don't just do it, it ain't going to work, is it? I can want it all I want. Uh, who's stopping me? It's me. And when I finally get tired of being the shape I'm in, I say, all right, it's time for me to get back in the gym. All right, it's time for me to be healthy. All right, it's time for me to get my life in order because I don't like the results I'm seeing. I want to do better. I want to live better. And when I get to the place in my life, so say, you know what? I want more of God. I don't like the results that are bad. I don't like the season I'm stuck in. I'm ready to go to a new level. I'm ready to walk in a deeper anointing. I'm ready to for God to increase, for me to decrease. I've got to get up and I've got to do it. A simple as put, I just gotta say, God, I'm ready to do that. I'm ready to put into action what I want to do. So I can grow as much as I want to. That's the good news. That's the good news. I can grow in God as much as I want to this year. Look what Luke 11 says, verses 9 and 10, then we'll skip to verse 13. Jesus said this. He said, ask, it'll be given to you. Seek, and you'll find it. Knock, and the door will be open to you. For everyone, wait, everyone, yeah, everyone, everyone who asks, receives. It can't be that easy. Can it? Could it be? Really? This is what Jesus says. Everyone who asks, they receive. Anyone who seeks, they find it. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. If you then go through, even though if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, How much more will your Father in heaven give what? The Holy Spirit to those who ask him. So if I want more of God, I've got to ask, God, I want more of you in my life. What am I saying that? God, I want more of your Holy Spirit in my life. God, I'm seeking more of the Holy Spirit in my life. I'll find it. God, I'm knocking on that door. God, let me, Holy Spirit, I want more of you. Holy Spirit, I'm asking, I want more of you. Holy Spirit, I want to be led of you. Holy Spirit, I want your anointing to increase in my life. Ask, and it shall happen. I know it's hard to think that, right? But he's there waiting. He's waiting for us to ask. He's waiting on us to seek, and he's waiting on us to knock. And we do. He says, I'll give you the Holy Spirit. I was thinking about this in Scripture. I was thinking about some of the people who who had that killer instinct, who just wanted more of God in their life. I was thinking about Joshua and Caleb and how the Scripture says they were only two spies. Remember, they came back. And they were the ones who gave the good report. And there's the one who walked in the blessing. They're the one who got up and said, ask for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. And they got up and they were just following after God's promise. They inherited God's promise. They took the next generation into the promised land because their attitude was different. They, they I'm just telling you, they wanted more of God. They wanted more of God. I'm going to tell you, what, what was so special about them? They were just hungry for more of God. And the reason why we know this scripture is very clear, it teaches us, it says that when God would meet with the leaders and all the leaders would come down and he would meet in the tabernacle, in the tent, and he would show up, his presence would show up, and he would speak to the men, he would speak to Moses, he would speak to them. And it says that his presence would they all leave, He said, except for Joshua and Caleb. Joshua and Caleb stayed there, and they just lingered. They just wanted more, God. They wanted to be in the presence of God. See, there was something about their spirits. The word Caleb means the spirit of a dog. That's what that means. You know that? And I was thinking about that. You know you know the spirit of a dog? Man, you got a dog. You know that dog? It's loyal, isn't it? That dog, it knows who its owner is. It knows who its master is. That dog is loyal. You try to take that bone out of that dog's mouth, and you will lose your hand. I'm telling you right now. You try to grab that thing out of his hands, like, and then go crazy. You know what I'm talking about? See, some of you need to have the tenacity to say, you know what? I, I'm hanging on to God. I want more of you, God. I'm not letting go. No matter how hard the, the world yanks in me. I don't care what people try to do to take you away. No, I'm hanging on. I want more of you. God, I know who you are. Joshua and Caleb, they were hungry for more. They they found themselves wanting more. Daniel. Remember Daniel, he was in he was in favor. He was working for the king Nebuchadnezzar. And they had the decree that went out. Don't, don't pray to any other gods. Don't, All right now, anybody who prays to another god is going to be put in the, the den of the lions, man. Remember that? And they were getting set up and did Daniel go, okay, I better not do that. No, it says that he prayed even more. He prayed even more and he had his window open and he prayed even louder. Why? Because he took a stand. He, he wanted more of God. And sometimes when you want more of God, you act alone. Sometimes when you want more God, you're not afraid to stand up to peer pressure. Sometimes when you want more God, you don't care who will ridicule you. You don't care who will make fun of you. You don't care. You stand up for what you believe because you know your God is greater. You know your God is the source of your help. You know your God is the one who's going to see you through. You know your God is the one that you can depend upon. Well, I don't know. People don't mean I like it. Who cares? No, you gotta. You go when you want more God. You you press through. When you want more God, you you have that backbone. You see, no, a tenacity about you. Elisha was the same way. Remember Elisha. He told his prophet Elijah, he said, man, I want a double portion of God's blessing. I want a double portion of your anointing in my life. I want a double portion. And Elijah said, man, if, you, if you're if hanging out, you've been hanging out with me, you've been serving with me, you just stay close by me. If you hear when God takes me up, you'll receive that double portion. If you're with me and you see it, you're going to receive that double portion. And it says that when Elijah was taken up, that he, he passed his cloak, and, and Elisha caught it, man, and he received that double portion of God's anointing in his life. Some of you here, you're wanting a double portion. you want an, an increase of God's anointing in your life. I would say, go serve somebody. Go go serve somebody. Quit serving your own agenda. Quit serving your own vision all the time. And p- partner up with God's agenda. So partner up with somebody else's ministry. And say, let me help you. Let me serve you. I've got a dream. I've got to, listen, serve somebody else and take care of somebody else's dream. And let God increase your dream. Let God increase your anointing. Come on now. Someone say, Pastor, did this say it how it is? You want me to, do you, how many dare me, double dog dare me to say it how it is? Okay, thank you for that one person. All right. Other words, we gotta get off our backside and serve. If we want to increase in God our life, it's one thing just to come. But it's another thing to give and serve another person, to serve another ministry, to give of yourself. I want God, I want you to increase in my life. I can't just sit here all the time. Like, no, I got to get out and I serve. I plug in, help ministries, help those who need it, help and serve. The rich young ruler came to Jesus. Hey, God, I, I want to, I want to be one of your disciples, man. I really want to go to the next level. Jesus, I really want to go to the next level in your kingdom. How do I do this? How do I follow? I want to be one of your disciples. Jesus said to him, he said, hey, listen, he was was a very wealthy man. He said, hey, take what you have, sell it, give it to the poor, and come follow me. Now, was Jesus after his money? No, because we don't see him telling everybody else that. But what was happening here, he was speaking to an issue in this man's heart was, the Bible said it was very clear that he really put a lot of value into his his things. He had a lot of love for his things. He was very prideful of all the things he had acquired. And so Jesus was speaking to the heart of the issue was simply this, how much do you really value me? Do you do you love are you a lover of those things more than you love me? You see, and that's where it gets to us. How how bad do you really want to go to the next level? Are you gonna love yourself? Are you gonna love the things you want? Are you willing to say, God, I, I want to decrease that you may increase? God, I want a decrease in my life that you may increase in my life. We want God to do more. It's gonna cost us. See, even Jesus said this in Mark chapter nine. The story where disciples were trying to cast out this demonic spirit out of this, of this young boy. You remember when Jesus walked up and he had to kind of take over? It says that when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, hey, why couldn't we not cast it out? I mean, you kind of told us we had the same spirit, so why wasn't we able to do this as well? And look what his response was to him. He goes, this kind of anointing, is what he was saying, this kind of power can only come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. What simply teaches us this, that there is an increased anointing when you take time to pray and fast. Now sometimes you, you run against things that are just a little harder than others. Sometimes you run against spiritual attacks that are a little bit harder than others. Sometimes you run against things that you're just praying and believing and it's not moving, you know? And you're like, man, I'm not getting anywhere with this thing or this problem. Well, how do I increase the power behind that prayer? He says, you pray and fast. It's an extra prayer that goes along with it. Some fasting that goes along with it. And so today, I want to challenge you to join us on a journey. We've done it every year here, but look at this statement. If you want more, you must focus in on what's important. If you want more, you must focus in on what's important. If you want more, God, you've got to focus in. How do we focus in? Every year, we we do a 21-day challenge here at Destiny. And I want to challenge you to join us again Starting tomorrow for 21 days, just kind of a 21-day challenge of refocusing ourself back in. Bring that challenge up, guys. That's what I'm asking you to do. Number one, for those who want to join us, pick a fast that will challenge you. Now, we see the Jesus fast in the Bible. The Bible says before Jesus went into public ministry, he spent 40 days fasting in the wilderness. No food for 40 days. Can, can you believe that? I'm not asking you to fast 40 days without any food, Okay. I know some people who attempted that. If you decide you want to attempt that kind of fast, please make sure you consult your doctor first, okay? I don't want you passing out and coming back and suing me later, okay? So don't, don't do that. So consult your doctor before you decide to do something like that. But I believe that fasting and prayer is still a very much needed ingredient in the life of every believer. That we should have seasons of fasting and prayer. Seasons where we're saying, God, I gotta refocus myself back to what's important. God, I gotta refocus and make sure I'm operating in the, in the power of the Holy Spirit in my life the way you want me to. And so I'm asking you to pick a fast. Now, we see in the Bible when it talks about fasting, that it was almost every time talking about giving up food, certain kinds of foods, certain days they give up foods. And if you want to do that, by all means, jump on. We have a lot of people every year who give up certain kinds of foods. Some people give up sugar, and some give up bread, and some give up uh, meat. I have people people give up different kinds of foods. Some people fast uh, fast lunch or fast dinner. How, if God lays it on your heart to do a, a fast of a food, by all means, feel free to do that. I also believe, now you don't have to believe this. This is my opinion. I'm just telling you right now. My opinion is you can also fast other things. It didn't have a lot back then. Okay, so, you know, fasting food was a big deal because not only was it food from your body when you were hungry, but also... You know, think about it. Food was really the main thing. The meal, uh, the whole day was centered around the, the evening meal. I mean, they planned all day. They cooked all day. They worked all day. They harvested all day. All for that evening dinner and the family coming together around the meal time was an all-day experience. So, man, that was the highlight of the day. So the sacrifice, I mean, they're really giving up the most important focal point of their day. So that was a really big issue. For you, it may be social media, Right? Some of you can't go five minutes without checking your social media, okay? Been there, done that, okay? Yeah, so, so some of you, maybe you need to give up social media for 21 days. Ooh, pastor, please don't make me do that. I'm not making you. I'm just saying. Pray about that. Maybe some of you want to take that challenge on. Maybe some of you want to give up TV for 21 days. Whatever it is, I want you to pick a fast to challenge you, okay? Everybody say challenge. That's, that's the key. It should challenge you. Don't fast coffee if you never drink coffee, Okay? I tell the story every year cuz it's such a cute story and I can't help I can I didn't tell it in the first service but I got to tell it again this service some of you never heard it before and uh, the first year we did a fast several years ago my youngest son Hayden who was about 8 years old said dad I want to fast I was like I didn't ask him to fast he just comes to me and said, I want to fast too I said son what what's God calling you to fast he goes I'm giving up cheeseburgers now this kid loves cheeseburgers I mean he 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 would eat cheeseburgers every day of his life especially when he was about 8 years old he said, yes, Dad, God's calling me to give up cheeseburgers for 21 days. I was so proud of him. He goes, yes, from now on, I'm just eating hamburgers, no cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> you go, son. All right, there you go. So what I'm saying is this, the, the fast should be something that challenges you, okay? Now, if you don't want to do the fast, no one's going to, I'm telling you, nobody's going to come in next week and say, all right, who's fasting, who's not? There's no fasting police here. No one's going to single you out, make you feel bad. But I'm hoping today that you're inspired to say, you know what, I want to challenge myself. I want to challenge myself to go to another level. And so pick a fast, man. No one's going to come in and say, uh, you said you wasn't going to eat bread, and you had a crouton on your salad. We saw you this week. And no, no one's going to do that, okay? It's two, that fast is between you and God, you know, and uh, pick a fast that challenges you. I say challenge you because, listen, I believe that the church, we need someone who's going to stand up and be challenged, Okay. I'm tired of the world giving us our biggest challenges. I'm tired of the world looking at us and challenging us to do things that are beyond ourselves. And the church never stands up and says, I challenge you to grow. I challenge you to go deeper. I challenge you to increase the anointing of God in your life. I wish I had some fathers that would stand up and take a challenge. I wish I had some moms that would lead their family. I wish I had some teenagers that say, you know what, I'm going to be apart from this. I'm going to say, God, I want more of you. I wish somebody would stand up and say, yes, I'm ready to take a challenge. What's part of the challenge? You pick it fast, and then you also just read one one chapter of the Bible a day, okay? One chapter a day, you take time to read that. Morning, noon, night, doesn't make a difference. You just take that time and say, I'm going to just read one chapter a day. Listen, if you don't know where to read, start in Psalms, Proverbs, Matthew, Luke, Romans. Those are great chapters. You know, the Psalms and Proverbs got some really small chapters. You can read them in like two minutes, okay? So this isn't like I'm asking you to go you know, and do a book report, okay? I'm just simply asking you to take time to say, God, I'm putting this aside, I'm decreasing so I can put more of you in my life. I'm going to put the word and plant it in my mind, plant it in my heart. I'm putting some time to refocus back on you. Spend some time in prayer every day. I'm not telling you you have to to pray for an hour a day. But you can pray for however long you want to. That can just be a few minutes. It could be on your drive to work. You just focus in between you and God. And you're talking to the Lord. Spend time praying, maybe while you're getting ready in the morning. Whatever it is, you spend some time. You get up early and you get that cup of coffee. It's your alone time, whatever. So you spend some time in prayer. Maybe it's before you go to sleep at night. You just take a few minutes and say, God, I want to spend some time praying to you, talking to you. And then I'm asking you also to listen. This is a big one. Listen to only worship and Christian music. I know some of you guys are about ready to lose your Jesus right now. I know. Listen to, listen to only worship and Christian music. Pastor, gotta work out. I started a new year. I saw some of you getting your groove on already. I know. I know it's a challenge, okay? Some of you, how am I gonna live down my 80 station? Pastor, please, God help me. No, what I'm asking you to do is this. Worship and Christian music. Simply what I'm asking you to do is just flood your mind. Flood your heart. 21 days, I'm refocusing back. I want to put as much of God back in my life. I want to put my mind thinking on his things. I want to put my mind thinking on the kingdom. I want to spend time saturating myself in God's presence. So when I'm driving to work, instead of listening to talk radio, I'm going to listen to some worship. When I get up in the morning getting ready, I'm just going to listen to some worship. When I'm working out, I'm going to put on some Hillsong Young and Free, and I'm going to dance a little bit before the Lord. People think I'm grooving, but, man, I'm grooving to God. Okay, Whatever it is, you find something, put it in, and just let that, Really saturate your heart. 21-day challenge. I want you to take this challenge, and I want you to say, I'm ready, Pastor. I'm ready to be challenged. And I promise you this. You do it for 21 days. If your life's not changed, you never have to do it again, okay? If you do it for 21 days, if you're not happy, I promise you, you're money back, okay? It's a money back guarantee. If it doesn't change your attitude, if it doesn't change the climate of your home, if it doesn't help you change your, your work attitude, if it doesn't help you change what you do, I'm telling you, it will change your atmosphere. It will make you more sensitive to what God's saying and leading you. It will increase your awareness of the Holy Spirit's direction in your life. Join me for 21 days. Will you do that? Put your hands together if you'll do that. Say, I'm ready. I'm ready for the challenge, Pastor. Okay? Yeah, I love that, guys. This is why it's important. Look what Romans 5 5 says. It says, now hope, isn't that a familiar subject right there? We just finished that series up. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. I thought this was pretty cool. I was, I was reading the scripture. You know, we, we thought we spent 20 to 21 weeks talking about uh, the triune God in the middle of that series. We spend a lot of time every week talking about the Holy Spirit, how much the Holy Spirit wants to lead us, empower us, reveal the truth of God to us, take us to a new level. We spent a lot of time talking about the Holy Spirit right into a series talking about the God of hope. And I want you to see how the Scripture pulls the two together now. Now, hope, it doesn't disappoint But the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. The more I have the Holy Spirit in my life, the more hope gets built up in my life. Are you seeing that? The more I allow the Holy Spirit to be increased in my life, the more hope begins to build up in my life. And the more hope builds up, then I'm walking around. My attitude's changing. I've got a hope. I mean, some of you right now, your hope is already, a week ago, you are ready to give up on your team. Today, it's been a week, you're already thinking, all right, the draft is coming around the corner, we're going to get the best player, we're going to be back in the Super Bowl next year, you're already thinking that? Unless you're a Chiefs fan, you still got a morning to do, but other than that, you need another week to get to that point, okay? My team lost last Monday night, okay? So you guys need to pray for me. Our home really went through depression for a couple days, but listen, it's always an outlet. You know, your your outlook changes, hope renewed. See, when the Holy Spirit is increasing in my life, it changes my hope. I'm looking differently. I'm thinking differently. My attitude changes. And so I want you to be the people who walk into work and you're giving away hope. Why? Because your hope tank is full. It's running over and people get around you like, man, I just feel better about myself when I'm around you. Man, I have a better attitude when I'm around you. When I'm around you, man, you just have so much hope that things are going to get be better you have so much hope that things are going to change you have so much hope that things are going to be good you have so much hope things are going to work out why is that because you're a hope dealer come on turn your neighbors and be a hope dealer i want you to give away hope so how do we do this how do i grow in the holy spirit let me give you a couple of practical things you can do how do i grow in the holy spirit the 21 days is obviously going to help you grow in the Holy Spirit. But also, just learn to talk to the Holy Spirit every day. Talk to the Holy Spirit every day. Now, ladies, this will be an easy thing for you to do. You get all those extra words out there just floating around ready to tell somebody. Put them right into the Holy Spirit, okay? Talk to the Holy Spirit. He wants to hear you. He wants for you to talk. Now, guys, challenge yourself now. You're going to have to talk a little bit, okay? Talk to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, help me to be like Jesus today. Holy Spirit, help me to think like Jesus today. Holy Spirit, help me to be a better father today. Holy Spirit, help my attitude to change about my work today. Holy Spirit, help me to be a better father today, a better husband. Whatever it is, I'm talking to the Holy Spirit. Listen, it's like you talk to a best friend. Learn to talk to the Holy Spirit. Just ask ask of him, right? That's what he says. Ask, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I need, I need a better attitude. Holy Spirit, help me with a bad attitude. Ask and it shall be given. Seek and you'll, you'll find it. Come on, ask him. I just, I dare you to ask. Holy Spirit, I need your comfort today. Holy Spirit, I need your empowerment today. Holy Spirit, I need you today. Number two, you gotta value the anointing. Value the anointing. I mean, you gotta, you gotta realize that when the Holy Spirit is working in the premium of my life, when the Holy Spirit level is, level is rising in my life, I'm increasing the anointing of God in my life. And I value that. Because I realize that when the anointing is in my life, I'm a lot better. I can tell you that. I want an anointing is in my life. I'm a lot better. I remember one time when I was working out of college, I took over a store, managing a, a store, and as I managed the store, stores, I was ready to close the stores. I, it brought me in, and every month, we started having gains and gains and gains and gains, and every month we broke the previous year's, year's record. And finally, the owner came to me and said, what is the secret here? What are you doing? Can you can you teach us to other managers what's going on? And I just simply said, you know I There's some simple things I can tell you that, that may help you, but I said, I'm doing some things. Yeah, there's some simple things I was doing to help increase sales, but the most important thing is this. I said, I'm changing my life. I said, I've given, I've given God my whole heart. I'm serving God and he's just blessing me because I'm blessing him. Because I'm giving God my life. I said, he's just giving me favor. I said, I can't explain it to you by just saying God's favor is following me right now. I remember that was really hard for me to do, Chris. I was looking at my employer in the eye and telling the reason why it's not because I'm some great manager. No, it's because of what God was doing in my life. It was something, Pastor Tom, that God wanted me to do, and I did that obedience. And I, I shared it to him, and I witnessed it to him. And it was, it was a breakthrough in my life. I needed to do that. But it's so true. You know, the anointing makes us better than what we really are. And I need to value that. I need to treasure that. God, I, I want your anointing. Your anointing, man, it will, it will elevate you in your job. Your anointing will elevate you in the places. Man, it's the anointing that, that brings you there. The anointing that brings favor. You know, Ephesians 4.30 says that we're not to grieve the Holy Spirit. It says don't grieve the Holy Spirit. You know, and the reason why we go through these periods of grieving is because we we mourn the loss of that relationship. We mourn the loss of not having fellowship with somebody. And so today, you know, we're not to, we're not to grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't don't stop that fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Stop grieving that that time of the Holy Spirit. No, draw near to the Holy Spirit. Value your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Value. Take time to invest in it every day, and then learn to glorify Jesus, man. You want you want to grow and see God increase in your life. How do I grow in the Holy Spirit? Learn to glorify Jesus. Learn to give glory to Jesus. You know, it's it's easy to, to give glory to myself, isn't it? It's easy when things go well to say, look what I've done, look what look what happened here, look what I accomplished. But it, it takes a bigger man to say, No, look what God has done. It takes a bigger woman to say, No, look what God has done. In spite of me, look what God has done. Learn to glorify Jesus in everything I do. The reason why it's so important, look what John 16, 14 says. It says, He will glorify me. Talking just what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit. He will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare to you. So this is what's happening. Every day the Holy Spirit is glorifying Jesus. Every day the Holy Spirit's here glorifying the Father, glorifying Jesus, the Holy Spirit's glorifying Jesus, giving praise to Jesus, glorify, every day the Holy Spirit's glorifying Jesus. And when I get up and say, you know what? I want to glorify Jesus. I want to, I want to give glory to Jesus in my life. What am I doing? I'm coming right into alignment with the Holy Spirit. Do you not think the Holy Spirit, who's already glorifying Jesus every day, it's already glorifying Jesus. So when I get up and I start glorifying Jesus every day in my life, you see the, the unity that comes with the Holy Spirit, the increased power of the Holy Spirit, the increased anointing that comes along beside me and joins me as I glorify Jesus every day of my life. Learn to glorify Jesus. Learn to glorify him in in your car. God, I give you glory. In my home, I give you glory. Over my finances, God, I give you glory. God, on my job, I give you glory. God, in my own life, I give you glory. In my dark season, I give you glory. Through my tears, I give you glory. Through my praise, I give you glory. Through the mountaintop, I give you glory. I I come in to alignment with the Holy Spirit, and I partner with what the Holy Spirit's already doing. The Holy Spirit increases in my life. I want to close with this thought to you right now. The last question I want to ask you is simply this. How can God use me more? I want more. I want God to use me more. And we see this pattern throughout Scripture that Jesus often did, especially when he was breaking of the bread. Look at this pattern when he would take something. It says that he would take it, he would bless it, he breaks it, and he gives it away. I mean, think about it. When he took the meal of the young boy to feed the multitude, remember that? He to receive the meal of the young boy that was given to him. He took it. It says he blessed it, he broke it, and then he gave it away. Remember the Passover? One of his disciples, he took the bread. He blessed it, he broke it, he gave it away. When he was on the road on Resurrection Sunday, and he was on the road to Emmaus with his two disciples, they didn't realize it was Jesus, but as soon as he took the bread, and he blessed it. Their eyes were open. This is Jesus we're walking with. And it says he took it, he blessed it, he broke it, and he gave it away. We see this pattern all the way through. And there's a reason why I believe it's a pattern that God wants us to give. This is how God uses us. Look at this next statement. This the last statement I'm going to give you today. Look at this statement. Everyone wants to be blessed. i never met anybody who doesn't want God to bless them. Yeah? We want God's blessing, you, right? We want to be blessed. Everyone wants to be used of God, given away. We want to be blessed. We want God to use me more, bless me more. But no one wants to be broken. But it's the pattern. So some of you, you spent 2017 being broken. I've never done that with you before. I've had seasons, man. I've had to be broken before the Lord God. I just feel like I'm being broken. Why? God's preparing you for a new season to be given away. I mean, we all got a testimony when Jesus saves us. But you want to see your testimony increase when you can say, not only did God save me, but through my brokenness, through my broken season, I can tell you He was faithful. And I hung on. And I didn't give up. And I kept walking through. And I kept pursuing more. God, And now he's he's took me. He blessed me. I went through a broken time. But now he's using me to give me away again. Because I didn't give up. I persevered. So today, through your pain. Through your hard season. Through through your tears. Through your difficult time. Know today that as you're being broken, God's preparing to give you away again. For those who don't give up, God's preparing you. It's God's pattern. Everybody wants to be blessed. Everybody wants to be given away. But value the brokenness season as well it's not easy it's a hard season man. it's the hardest season sometimes you ever walk through but I'm telling you when you don't give up God prepares you for a new season of his anointing he prepares you for a new season of being given away he prepares you a new season of being effective for the kingdom of God I want you to bow your heads this morning I want to ask you this question you're here this morning and say, Pastor, I this first Sunday of the year, I'm getting back in the church, and I just need to give my heart to Jesus. I want to believe that he is the Messiah, and I just want to start right there. Just give my heart to Jesus. I've never given my heart to Jesus before, today I want to ask him to be Lord of my life. We won't do anything to single you out or to embarrass you, I promise you, but I just want to give you a chance to respond. If that's you today with nobody looking but me, can you just raise your hand and say, I'm ready to accept Jesus. Thank you. Everybody else I'm ready to accept Jesus thank you anybody else want to join these today one last time if you haven't raised your hand raise it right now thank you guys let's say this prayer together those of you who said it, raised your hand say it out loud with me repeat after me as Christians sitting around you we're going to help you along well we'll say it with you as well out loud say dear Jesus forgive me my sins I surrender all of my life to you I accept your love I accept your mercy I believe you are the Messiah, God's only Son. From this day forth, I will follow after you in Jesus' name. If you pray that prayer for the first time and we say, Welcome to the family of God, come on, give my a hand. That's a big deal. Yeah. If you pray that prayer, we going to invite you to stop by our welcome center to my left here in the very back. We've got a free Bible we'd love to give to you. Inside there's some more information we'll make sure you get. Stand on your feet this morning. How many want just be honest? Pastor, I, I want more God this year. I'm making it my cry. I want more. I want more. I want more. I want more. I'm going to invite you today as we close out one song shortly. If you want more of God, I want you just to walk down to the front and say, Pastor, I'm stepping in and say new season this year. New season, you say, I want more of God. As we close this song, I want you to step out and come to the front and say, Pastor, I want more of God in my life. Let's make it personal to Him. Let's close this song. Come on. Let's make it hungry. Step in from the back. Big those coming in the back, guys. Thank you. Come on. more time i want to pray for you today father I thank you god for people who are hungry for more of you in their life god i pray that god over the next 21 days that god we begin to decrease that you may increase we're praying the holy spirit would increase in our life we're praying the holy spirit begin to increase in everyone's life in this room as we set aside the things that have crowded you out we set aside the times we've taken to to crowd our schedule and our other things are taking top priority. God, I pray today that, God, there's a new hunger. Today is a new season. That, God, we, we fight through our depression. We fight through our tears. We fight through our complacency. We say, yes, God, we want more. Yes, God, we want more. Yes, God, we want more of you, more of your Holy Spirit in our life." God, I pray that transformation begins to take place, God. Spiritual transformation, spiritual growth, God. A new season, a new level. Father, I begin to call it out right now, God. New levels, God. New levels from glory to glory. That, God, you would take Destiny Church, Lord, the pastors, the staff, the leaders, the people, the members, God. Those who attend, God, take us to a new level. Take us to a new level, God, that we can make a kingdom impact. And God, you anoint us in the workplace. You anoint us, God, to go and to heal, to speak hope, to speak encouragement. Father, we can make a difference in this community, reaching people who need to know that Jesus Christ loves them. And there's hope for their life. There's hope for their marriage. There's hope for their family. And, Lord, we want to give it away. So feel this, God. Feel as us, you this us, God in Jesus' name. If you believe that, put your hands together. You got to praise. I made it. I didn't lose my voice altogether. That's a miracle right there, it? Eh? I love you guys very much. Thank you so much. Tomorrow is the 8th. We're going to start our fast. Okay? So begin praying about it. Be thinking about it. Maybe you want to find somebody and say, hey, I'm going to text you. You text me. Keep me encouraged. Text me every day. Ask me how the fast is going. Find somebody maybe you can do that with. It's always a big help. It's encourage each other, okay? 21 days. Let's be encouragers. Let's give away hope. You're going to join me? Amen. Amen. God bless you.